Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Fightful.com, AEW, Full Gear, Post Show. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined from Inside the Ropes Wrestling, Gary Cassidy. Gary, it's 5 a.m. over there. I think we've both slept a combined three hours this entire day, but we're here. We're here to talk Full Gear. Yep. At one point, I didn't think I was going to make it, but thankfully the show was just about good enough for the most part to keep me awake, and I might have a little bit of um, alcoholic beverage here to to help me out. Oh my God, Gary, I thought you were a professional, (laughs) Gary. Gary's over here drinking. I thought this was a professional podcast. I just have sweet tea. I got to have some sugar to keep me going. That's what I've got saved for tomorrow when I (laughs) inevitably get another two hours of sleep. (laughs) Uh, Guys, we appreciate everybody joining us. Subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash Fightful. Sign up to Fightful Select. Strong's dropping news all the time. Interviews, Alex Palacios, Scout, Sour Graps. Plenty of good stuff on Fightful Select for just $5. Uh, tap the bell for notifications. Subscribe. I think I said that. Leave a thumbs up. That really helps us out. And leave a super chat. If you leave a super chat, it gets read on air. Question, comment, statement. We're, we're using StreamYard now, so I can click the little uh, the little gimmick here to to uh put your super chat on screen so not only do we read it like it pops up on screen very professional and we have another guest joining us i wasn't sure if he's going to be around but he is the chubby chief joseph joseph holbert i didn't know if you were going to make it after uh the eddie kingston loss well look i've learned one thing this week is that there's honor to be taken in losing with class right jeremy right gary would you agree with that so here i am I present myself here. I, I was wrong. Team Kingston, we fell short, clearly. Uh, but I thought I would join in and have some fun. It was a great night. So let's be positive about wrestling, guys. Come on. Wrestling's for all of us. Let's have fun. What are you drinking, Joseph? Because Gary is drinking alcohol on, on stream, like a not a professional, and I'm drinking sweet tea. I'm drinking nothing because I've been drinking legitimate Pepsi all night, and I have the shakes. So I'll be sitting here still. I'll be trying to keep sort of – stationary for the show but i I have no drink unfortunately 
Okay, well, that's fine. Let's get let's get into this. The buy-in match, Serena Deeb, Allison Kay, NWA Women's Championship. Uh, Serena Deeb worked over the the leg early and often. Kay used her size advantage to uh, to kind of take control of Deeb. The finish came with uh, Deeb submitting Kay with the Serenity Lock. Deeb retains the title. Thunder Rosa came out after this match. A lot of people are saying NWA, they're booking the NWA Women's Division better than the AEW women's division. What do you think, Gary? Slightly hard to argue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, I think it's a bit of a strange one because for me, the main question that keeps coming up is where does this leave NWA in terms of their women's division? Then you see the match that was on the main card that was the AEW championship match or women's championship match. For me, it's just really strange because we've got more women in the title picture of the NWA championship on AEW than we do in the AEW one. That being said, I am desperate for AEW to just sign up Alison Kay and have her on TV every week because I think she's absolutely incredible. So yeah, I would quite like them to do that. But yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. I'm glad it was on the pre-show just to differentiate it from the AEW Women's Championship match, but... Just a bit strange. I don't really know the situation. AEW on the media calls, they tend to be a little bit kind of vague whenever they discuss what relationship they have with NWA. So it's a bit of an odd one, but I guess it's always going to be drawing comparisons when you've got two singles women's championships in your book. (laughs) Them both on the same card and they're the only two matches that are women's matches on the card. Jeremy, what I'm looking at right now on this stream software we're utilizing. Is this what the people can see? Yes. This is not a good... Can we never do this again with my head, please? <laughs> this is terrifying. Anyway, I agree with what Gary said. Like I mean, Does that look better for you? Oh, that's much better. Okay. Much yes, better. it is. <laughs> I feel like we was on a UFC poster. It was terrifying. <laughs> um, well, I agree with what Gary said. I, I, the only thing is, to be positive, thankfully, none of the NWA uh, women's division stars are under contract, really. So it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It's a sort of... It's sort of just a, um, it's a bonus thing. I mean, I don't know. I, I think the main point is the one that, that Gary closed with, right? We need to get Alison Kay a contract. Like, that's a, that's a big pickup for them if they get it. Because she has TV experience. She can talk, has personality, can go. So that's that's the main thing. I enjoyed the match. And Serena's just been, like, they probably deserve more credit for how smart that pickup was, right? Serena was, was, was a, a good place. So I enjoyed it. It was fun. I have a couple super chats here. Uh, Evan Wright says, huge fan of the distraction crew. Hashtag point God. Hashtag Hollywood Holbert. Still waiting for a Gary Cassidy stream. Uh, North American pay-per-view of the year by far. We had a Gary on the, the distraction one day. We, you know. It's now, pal. Yeah. I mean, they, this <laughs> is a distraction <laughs> post show. That's true. That's actually true. Yeah, uh, no, North American pay-per-view of the year? Possibly. We'll talk about that, that at the end. And then, uh, oh, I forgot. I can show it on. There we go. I got this new software we're using where I can do different things. I'm not used to it. Is Hollywood Holbert something I've said on the show? I don't I think so. I think it's an Alexa Bliss tie-in, and then people have just you know brought it to you. We got to get Gary a distraction nickname. We got to start having nicknames for people Ooh. who come on the show. That's not a road we want to go down. I don't think. <laughs> Based on the fact that I didn't know my own one, I don't think that's a big priority for now. But I, I understand what you mean. Good call. Uh, J.K. Shaw says, no OKC Uni, but it's a Tobias Harris Uni. Is it, was that a Tobias Harris Uni? Yes, it was. And it was disgraceful. <laughs> Chucky T should be ashamed of himself. 
I've got a big issue with the Chucky T now, but yes, it was a twice just. Oh, well, what can you do? They they got they got their signals mixed up, Eddie and uh, Chucky T there. Uh, we opened the pay-per-view with Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, AEW title tournament, AEW world title, number one contenders tournament. Um, Kenny Omega picks up the victory. I thought this was a absolutely fantastic match, and I thought they left a lot of meat on the bone here. Gary, what did you think of this? Yeah, this was the kind of match that having this as the opener slightly worried me because I didn't think we could get much better than this match. So I, I thought I was going to get very tired very quickly after this match. For me, it was just absolutely brilliant. <sighs> it wasn't the match of the night. We'll get into that a little bit later, obviously, but uh, it was very close. Absolutely brilliant. Not that I expected any less from both men, but my favourite thing about that match is that while I felt like they both left it all out there, they both put everything into the match, they... They not they held a little something back that would be kind of doing them a disservice but I feel like there's a lot more we can see from both men in the future I don't feel like the rivalry kind of culminated in any way I think we just got you know a, a little checkpoint to it rather than an end point and I think when they're back in the ring I can't wait to see what they do excited for you know Omega to be back in the title picture kind of disappointed for Paige because I, I feel like the best thing AEW did was not put the title on him because Jericho was the smarter, more mainstream option uh, at the, the first point of putting a title on someone. And I think Paige has grown a whole lot since as a character, had a lot more freedom, you know, looked brilliant in the ring as well in terms of ability. This match for me was just absolutely fantastic, really enjoyable. And I mentioned being a little bit tired. That woke me right up and I'm just glad that, that the stuff that followed wasn't too bad either. Joseph? Well, I think, I mean, you're going to have to throw it at me first at some point, because otherwise I'm going to just be saying, yes, correct, Kurt. <laughs> I'll, I'll, take I'll take that. I'll take that. Let me run the offense, pal. Let me run. I okay. pass to you first all the time, every, you know, three, four times a week. So I got to get others involved here. You're right, though. They, they left me on the bone in the best way. I'm very proud of these men for not doing the um, the sort of epic we must stare at our hands and each other for 10 <laughs> minutes every time. They didn't do that. They got straight to it. It was the perfect opener. I mean, the, we take for granted sometimes the level of, like, execution in matches like this. Everything here looked perfect. Every single piece. And not perfect in the sense that it looked like a video game sequence. It just looked perfect. It had snap and it was crispy. So it was tremendous. I'm kind of unsure about the take that it's not the match tonight, though. I want to get into that. That's an interesting thing. because like, This was electric, man. It was a great match. But we'll obviously, we'll get to that. Uh, what I liked cool. about this... Oh, cool. Yeah, I I think I know where Gary's going with his yeah. match of the night. So we'll, we'll discuss it. What I liked about this, though, is Joseph and I talked about it on our show, is it felt like they lost the plot with the feud between these two. And it became more about the tournament. And this, they worked this like it was more of a tournament match than, like Joe said, of it wasn't this personal conflict between them two. They they were trying to work this as, all right, the winner of this is going to get a future title shot, which I'm glad they worked it that way. A lot of stuff felt like a struggle. I really love the ending where Hangman was trying his hardest to fight out of that. Um, and then Omega finally did hit the one wing angel. I thought this was great. This was, this was my match of the night. Uh, I'll go ahead and say that. This was my match of the night. Uh, Evan Wright has a, another super chat says, he created Hollywood Holbert. Uh, look, we're going to trademark that and give you nothing from that. So just letting you know that, Evan. Distraction contributor, Evan Wright. We'll give you we'll give you that title. That's fine. 
pint god for Gary Cassidy. Is he I will beard? take that. All right. Yep. So we have the point god and the pint god. This is quite the show. I'm not sure I can do this anymore. This is this is chaotic. I feel like I've <laughs> brought a certain level of danger to this program. I'm not sure about it. But, you know, it, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Oh, my goodness. They're coming in rapidly. Yeah. Evan Wright Page hitting the uh, dead eye popped me because he doesn't use that move hardly ever. The pop-up powerbomb on the ramp spot ruled beyond belief. It had a lot of great sequences. Um, the one sequence... Kenny hit a couple of V triggers and then the Snapdragon and our Hangman just, you know, fired up off of that and hit a clothesline. Like that was a really great sequence as well. I thought this match was fantastic. I did appreciate that every match, there was a mandate. You had to use the ramp at some point in the match. Otherwise the referee <laughs> threw it out. If you didn't do something on the ramp, the referee said enough is enough. Get it out of here. I just want to point that out. Uh, Orange Cassidy against John Silver. That was a fun little comedy match. I liked Orange or John Silver tearing out the pockets and everything. Orange Cassidy picked up the victory with the orange punch and the beach break. Joseph, thoughts? Oh, you got me on this one. This is the match. Yeah, now, this, this, is is your, this is right up your alley. Orange Cassidy and John Silver. You love these guys. This wasn't a comedy match. Is unfair on this, Jeremy. This was a it real is. match. But I mean, for this mat or for this pay per view, it was yeah. the comedy match. It was very good, in fairness. Like, John Silver, obviously, is kind of by design, becoming like a meme, right? Like, he's like, you know, but he's very good. And Orange is very good, too. So it was a good match. I mean, it was perfect. I would say in terms of um, pacing and placement, this is AEW's best show. There is one flaw that we will get to, but this was an example of them nailing it, right? You had an incredible opener, didn't go too long, and hit its perfect note. And then you have this, which eased you in, little comedy initially, Jeremy, and then away we go, right? Gary's, Gary knows what I'm talking about. I mean, you just dismiss it as a comedy match. Me and Gary wouldn't do such a thing here. Us Brits, we respect the craft. It's going to get match. really boring because I'm going to be agreeing with uh, with Joe here. So <laughs> it's going to get a really boring podcast here. <laughs> Cut back to me on the distraction two weeks ago. Like, two weeks ago, Gary, I did a big speech about like, like I, as Drew McIntyre is the champion, I respect it. But as an Englishman, you would respect the fact, Gary, that I don't like own him, right? I don't claim him. Like, that's your thing. And I did this big speech about how we're separate. And now here we are doing Brits on tour comedy on the distraction, <laughs> on the distraction post show review. I'm getting buried in the chat for just having a boring ass American accent. You got you two where, you know, you guys have sweet accents and I'm just like a little North Carolina twang, but that's about it. Big stars. Big stars overseas, pal. <laughs> overseas. Uh, TNT world title match. I guess the world title, sure. Cody against Darby Allen. Cody is towers over this man. Uh, Cody worked the arm a lot in this match. Made made some mistakes. Arn Anderson, Coach Arn, not happy. Cody was not following the playbook uh, as a was a Dana White thing where he buried came the last. Wasn't following the game plan. Just did not. Or Chuck, he did it with Chuck and Pride. Just wasn't following the game plan. That's what Arn was doing. Cody, what are you doing? Not following the playbook, not following the game plan here. Darby Allen picks up the victory uh, after some nice roll-up sequences. Darby Allen, your new TNT champion, the face of TNT. Joseph, do you want me to pass you the ball on this one first? Are you in the yes. corner waving? Like, yes. Come on, hit me, Jeremy. All right, go. You just referenced the 2003 Pride Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah. It is November 8th for me now, 2020. Incredible play. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> What was this about? Oh, yes, this match. This this was good, right? Yeah, I enjoyed this very much. Um, the Cody character is interesting, right? It's on an interesting path here where he seems to be kind of like using his perception to play both sides almost. He does stuff that will anger the people that already hate him, 
but he walks just straight enough a line that the fans of his can continue to root for him. I don't know how long that stays that way, but it's interesting for now. Uh, the right finish, right? Big props for doing the multiple pin sequence deal and having one of the latter pins be the finish. It needs to happen way more because it, it you know, adds a level of, um, it makes it a false finish. So I, I was happy with it all, but there was no staying. No staying at all. And I wanted staying here. Okay. So that was the that was the know. hot rumor. That was the yeah. hot rumor. Our Darby's in the crowd sitting there. It's like, oh, so we're getting sting in this match. And then it wasn't there. Yes, but Ricky Starks was there, Jeremy. Do you have any comment Who? on that? Who? Okay. Never heard of him. I enjoyed it. That's all. Gary, your thoughts. I like the match, but I have a bone to pick with Cody Rhodes because he is out there working the journalists by saying on He's Thursday, a liar. Yeah, I I won't use the the Rhodes name in wrestling. It's to use for my third party ventures, okay? And Cody Rhodes, ugh. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, I'm never gonna trust a word the man says ever again. <laughs> uh, I had actually planned to ask him about those sting rumors if I got a question in on uh, Thursday, so I'm gonna blame the fact that I didn't get a question in on Sting not showing up because he would have lied to me and said he wasn't gonna be there and Sting would have been there. Uh, but no, overall for the match, I thought it was brilliant. I, I'm a huge Darby Allen fan, you know, probably pretty obvious for anyone that knows that I like, you know music like rock music like he does tattoos tony hawks pro skater stuff like that you know it's not a big jump to make however i'm a little bit worried every time i watch him in the ring because it always makes me think that he is going to die in the ring um so if he's going to be defending that title a lot more i'm going to be worried a lot more uh, but i would definitely agree on the point of having the you know pinfall to pinfall kind of that combo and actually ending the match during that combo because we never see that and apologies my cat is going crazy in the background what is yeah (laughs) yeah my cat is just going crazy because it's like 5 a.m here and she's almost at getting fed time but yeah i just really liked that match thought it was great and yeah unpredictable not in the way of derby winning being unpredictable but how he won being unpredictable and most of the things that followed kind of going along that line as well and always great to see will hobbs i'm never going to complain at that the uh, avalanche crossroads in this match was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And they, they protected it because Darby had his arm under the ropes and everything. I don't know how many people can take that spot as well as Darby. You shouldn't be busting that out on every single event. But, man, it looked really good between these two. Um, after the match, Cody hands Darby the title. We get Team Taz coming out. We get uh, Brian Cage. Nobody better. And Brian Cage coming out, and uh, some guy named Ricky Starks coming out as well. They attack uh, Darby and Cody. They're about to smash Darby's arm uh, with the door until uh, Will Hobbs makes the saves. Carlos Easy has a super chat. He says, Ricky Starks needs to win the title next as the distraction's favorite son. Uh, I'll break kayfabe here and say Ricky Starks might be on the show in the coming weeks. News to me. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll wait for the TNT title win to do it, right? That should be what, like a week away? Two weeks? Easy. Easy work, yeah. Brad. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with Ricky Starks winning the title. That That is fine. You're fine with it. Okay. That's nice of you to say you're fine with it, Jeremy. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. He needs my stamp of approval from what I hear. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Because he's better than no one. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, AEW Women's Championship match Hikaru Shida against Nyla Rose I didn't like this match you got buried on Twitter for not liking this match 
Joseph, you like this match. I did like this match. Are you what? throwing it to me? I shouldn't I shouldn't yeah, shoot sure. ball without permission. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought this was good. I like the chemistry between these. I wouldn't say it was great. It certainly lost its way when Vicky Guerrero got involved. Um you can take that as you will. I you know. I'm not saying it's her fault, but you can accept it as being her fault. I I mean it was I love how physical their matches are with each other. It just lacked rhythm. And by the end, that's when that caught up with it because it lost its way and it couldn't quite get on track. Like the, the finish was good in a vacuum, but it didn't fit when they started doing the deal of like, you know, I don't want to pin them yet. Like it just it felt out of place in this match. It was a cool idea that probably should have been saved for um, the next time these two wrestle in May of 2021 after being announced on the go-home show. So, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to do the women's division bit. You know, we've already talked about that. I thought it was a good match. I think it was the right finish. Let's move to Sheeta and Britt and start trying to build some, you know, some momentum. Because that's that feels the obvious destination, right? But I like the match. I had no problem with it. Gary, what do you think of the match? I did not like the match, but uh, unlike you, Jeremy, I have learned to work Twitter very cleverly. And if I don't like something, I try to stay silent so I don't get the power. That's a I take a powder from Twitter just for a little bit. But no, for me, this is it was really annoying because I think they're both incredibly talented women and they both were really talented in the match. The match just didn't do what the match should have done for me uh, I don't know what was wrong with it, there was just something missing and it might be that storyline build again, I don't I don't want to go into you know, AEW doesn't build stories for women and all that kind of stuff but I think maybe it was just being on a card that was so storyline heavy it maybe didn't quite hit what I wanted it to hit however, I don't really care like Joe said, if we're going to go to Britt Baker being in the title picture who cares? You know, if this was just to get us along to that match, that's fine by me. I can, I shouldn't really say this because, you know, it's Vicky Guerrero and I don't really want to bury her, but I could do without seeing Vicky Guerrero as part of anything, <laughs> really. I just think it's not working for me at all. Uh, maybe a bit harsh, but yeah, the only way I want Vicky Guerrero in there is if we get Shaw Guerrero coming into the company as a wrestler. And again, I don't even know if she's at that level of performance yet because she's not wrestled for six years. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a nothing match for me, annoyingly, because I think both women are very talented. So just kind of misfired. Not not every uh, match needs a storyline, Gary. I know Cody's a liar, but that, that's mm-hmm. something that he yeah. said. You know, yeah, it was not indeed. everything... <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't have the investment in this match because it was just thrown together. Here's what I didn't like about it. They worked on Sheeta's knee the entire match, and then she's still just doing falcon arrows and easily lifting Nyla Rose. And Nyla's trying to powerbomb her, and Sheeta is backdropping her out of this stuff. It felt like they just undermined all of the new work. I thought Nyla looked really slow. Um, I don't know how much she's worked lately. She looked kind of slow on some spots and it didn't look great. I like the finish of oh, the finish was good, but I just was not a fan of this match. It felt like it was just moving at a glacial pace. Jeremy, can you give me NBA coach equivalents for Arn Anderson and Vicky Guerrero? Just quickly, just off the top of your head. Arn is going to be Stan Van Gundy. Stan... <laughs> and Nyla Rose is not Nyla Rose. Vicky Guerrero is. And Vicky Guerrero, she's she's like the, the like just motivator, like terrible at X's and O's, Rip but Brown. just like yell <laughs> frown. He's not good at motivating though. That's the thing. He's, he's his like, strength, though. You know, it's better than the other side of it. Is that his strength? Is it? 
Sure, I don't know, man. It's 5 a.m. I was just trying to continue this show. I'm sorry. Uh, the Vicky and Nyla post-match stuff as well. I didn't. I don't know anything about the relationship. They're never on television. It just, it's a miss for me. It's a complete miss. Uh, Evan Rand is super chat says Sheeta versus Nyla peaked at double or nothing when Nyla powerbomb Sheeta through the poker table, saying "Always bet on black." That their match at double or nothing was great. This was this was not this is not great at all. The thing is though is double or nothing took place six months ago, which in twenty twenty months is like about fifteen <laughs> yeah. years ago. So does it like you know? Can you really call back to that? It's just tough, right? It's difficult. It's like you know, Flair and Steamboat in '94. We're decades removed at that point. It's very difficult, Drew. That's what I'm saying. Uh, AEW Tag Team Championship match: FTR against Young Bucks. Clippers fans, Young Bucks coming out in Lakers gear, <laughs> and then FTR wearing. I think this was a Celtics Lakers thing. I don't know. People were yelling at me about that too. What do you want me to do? That's what. That's what it seemed like. Um, this was a love letter to tag team wrestling. That's what this was. Dudley boy spots, Hardy boy spots, Steiner brother spots, DIY spots, all of that fun stuff. Finish came when, um, cash tried to do a springboard 450. He did flips. He tried to do a flip. He missed Matt without his, uh, boot on and his, his bad ankle kicked them in the face with a super kick. Got the pen. The Young Bucks win the big one. They did it. The LA Lakers are back on top. You know, the, the dynasty has done it. Good for them. Gary, this was your favorite match of the night. It was indeed. And I almost hate myself for this being my favorite match of the night. Oh. Because I'm not a Young Bucks fan. I'm not an FTR fan. I don't even really, not that I don't like tag team wrestling. That is a very bold statement to make, but Tag team wrestling normally doesn't do it as much for me as most other types of wrestling do. I wanted to be that cool guy and be like, yeah, it was never going to live up to expectation anyway, was it? And yeah, it wasn't that good. But I loved it. Um, For me, the the match that I compared it to that I thought people were going to hate me for, that they actually didn't, weirdly, was I thought it was very similar to Edge versus Randy Orton, greatest wrestling match ever, just because of all the homages to tag teams, you know, in other words, ripping off <laughs> tag teams um, and their finishers. But for me, it was a little bit of a slow starter. Maybe the first couple of minutes, I was like, uh, I think this could fall flat. And then they really, really done everything to change my mind there. I think they were brilliant. Uh, the main kind of thing for me is that they worked the, the, the injury the belief to the elegant it didn't fall flat there and then also the fact that we had the 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 emphasis on the oh we're going to the doctor to show a bandage being put on a hand because our medical protocols have been called into question uh which again we'll get into something about that later i'm sure during matt hardy's match uh but yeah for me it was Aside from a couple of little bits that I was like, oh, that was a bit of a dud. I thought it was really good. And the main thing for me was the ending, you know, the no flips, just fists, and then a flip costing the match. I also think because my expectation was, I I was trying to think back to the verbiage they'd used on the Young Bucks not getting to challenge for the title again. And going through my mind the whole time was, is it going to be a time draw you know a a time limit draw and then we get the match again but we'll probably get the match again but they they didn't use that escape route and we actually got a clean finish and I think a really good 
a really good tag team match. Probably not the best tag team match ever, but a really good one. And for me, just edges Omega Page's match of the night. The opening sequence between Matt and Cash, by the way, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that was straight out of the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Iron Man playbook, like move for move, sequence for sequence there. I didn't even think of that, but it would seem like it thinking back. Yeah, that would make sense. I'll need to go and look at that because that would make me love the match even more, I think. Joseph, thoughts? Jeremy, you've been watching tape. I like it. I like it. I, I know that's a very divisive match. I love that match. I love the okay. Iron Man match. Speaking of divisive matches, this one sure was, right? I logged on. I, I logged on to the Twitter. I thought it was a very good match. I saw that sucked. And then I scrolled up a little bit. It's like, that's the best match ever. I mean, I don't know. Where are we? I, I thought it was great. I liked it a lot. I mean, it's... You definitely didn't have to be a genius to crack the code of it being a love letter to tag wrestling, right? I mean, I thought I was brilliant. And I went on Twitter and everyone was like, that was a love letter to tag team wrestling. Oh, okay, there you go. So it was um, it was great. I thought the they did a good job of giving the match a structure and working within, for the first two-thirds of the match, like a relatively sort of traditional format, but then not losing the fact that they were striving to do an epic, right? Because that's what this was supposed to be. It's supposed to be an epic. They managed to do both, I think. I mean, it's hard when you do that, when you do the big closing stretch where you do every move ever seen, it's hard to do a finish that fits. But because they give you that little story piece with the flip, it worked, especially when um, with Matt not using the steel chair. If he chose not to take the, the – yeah, you get my point. So I like the match very much. It was not – I didn't think it was as good as the Revolution match with Hangman and Omega. I wouldn't say it was close, to be honest. But it was a great match, and I would never debate that much. So I enjoyed it very much, even if it wasn't my favorite wrestling match ever recorded on tape. That's my take. I, I thought it was a great match as well. I liked Hangman and Omega from tonight more. I liked the Hangman and Omega tag team match uh, from Revolution more as well. No crowd is always going to hurt this kind of stuff, because I'm sure a crowd would have just gone absolutely crazy for it. I didn't care for the finish, um, I, I get it that FTR they try to you know stick to your stick to your guns there. If you say no flips, just backfired on them. I like that. All right, he super kicked them in the face, and that was the finish. Like, is one suit? When is one super kick by a young buck beat anybody? It's a shoe as well. He, yeah, he, he right. had no footwear on at the time, which I don't think super kicks more effective. Being barefoot, I don't think it makes a super kick more effective. I feel like a shoe would hurt more than just your regular foot. This just normally happen on the show. Do we normally discuss this kind of thing. I'm sorry, I just I, I was I zoned out. Next week we talk about shoes. I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. It's, that's a problem for these matches, right? Is by the time you get to the end, it's like what possibly could pin these men. If you look at it more as a case of like, Cash took himself out of his own comfort zone and was stunned, caught off guard, it yeah. probably works better. But I, I understand what you're saying. It's, it's difficult, definitely. So the Young Bucks are the tag team champions now, and they're going to go on the big the big Lakers run, right? What's going to happen here, Joseph? Yes, exactly. That's what's going to happen. I don't know. I mean, I I, I hope for um, for their sake that they you know consider their own health. Matt's got a serious injury, for right, from what I know from the medical report I've read, Jeremy. So <laughs> I don't. I, I hope that it's not like a too big of a factor, but. I don't know. It's it's a weird one in the sense that they wrestled it almost like it was their only chance to have the match. If that makes any sense. It was like, we need to have the match we want to have. We have to pay homage to this and that. And, you know, as Gary said, steal stuff. But I don't know what the plan is. So, like, I'm fine with that, right? The, the truth is there were people tonight that paid their money to see this match exclusively. Same goes for Hangman and Omega. Same goes for the main event. 
And I think all of those matches hit the, the notes that that viewer wanted. If you were the guy who said, oh, I'm only wanting to watch Bucks FTR, you leave this part of you saying, yeah, that was what you wanted, I would assume, right? They did the big, epic, you know, tag team classic. So I think you can't argue with it in that sense. Gary, what do you think the tag team division's going with the Bucks on top now? Good question, because that was the thing that crossed my mind in terms of the the fact that they've won the titles while one of them has a serious injury, which I would have expected might need surgery. Um, so that was the one confusing part for me. I, I think we will probably get this match again, but again, I, I kind of get what Joe said where he's saying, you know, it seemed like they felt like they had to go out there and just put everything into this match. You know, all the finishers have a big epic it's a, I think it's a catch-22 for me because I think if they didn't do that, everyone would have complained. You know, oh, we've waited years for this match and then just got another tag team match. But yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. I don't really, you know, the tag team division's so stacked, but I don't see like private party going in there. I don't really see, you know, anyone from Inner Circle going in there. I don't really know if we're going to get anything outside of these two teams for a while. But I could be proven wrong because we've got a whatever it's called a bunk yard match or something on on Wednesday. I can't remember what it was between the Natural Nightmares and uh, Butcher on the Blade. So who knows? Who knows? I think we'll get FTR and Young Bucks again, though. But I don't know if it will be instantly or not. Ray Callahan says, "Father of Superkick Phil Jackson." I thought it was Pascal Siakam. He was throwing super kicks in the playoffs. Just uh, in fear of talking about wrestling, Jeremy, I, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by your take on this because I, I was listening to what Gary was saying and I was thinking about this. We all agree the tag division is like historically great on paper, right? Yeah. Do you think it's like they're doing an actual good job of maximizing it? Because it feels to me like the vast majority of these teams feel like they're cool when they could be red hot because I'm literally looking at this you know, title change and I'm sitting here thinking I have no clue which way they go. That feels like an indictment in some way. Am I wrong here? I don't know. It feels off. I mean, I don't pay attention to the AEW rankings anymore, but like I, uh, the best, <laughs> the best friends are there and Chucky and his Tobias Harris Jersey. They're like, they're feuding with Miro and Kip. And that's, that's just, that's not great at all. <laughs> um, uh, I can't even butcher and blade. I guess like butcher and blade are natural nightmares. I'm pretty sure these, both of these teams are in like their top five and their little rankings thing. And I don't see them on television at all. Like this whole alley thing is just does nothing. They're on dynamite. Rarely. I guess they're winning matches on dark. That's cool. Uh, it doesn't feel like they're, they're getting great matches. They're like, they're doing good tag team matches, but as far as like an actual booking of the division, I don't think it's really that great. Yeah. I just, it feels like there should be more momentum within the ranks, right? Like rather than everyone being stationary, it feels like it should be more teams sort of surging up and down, but I don't know. We'll see what they do next, I guess. Evan Wright says, how does this stack up against the uh, revolution tag? Uh, Joseph and I think that the revolution tag was better. Gary, are you on revolution tag or this one? I would agree Revolution was better. I don't think it's maybe as distant as you guys do because I love this match, but Revolution was definitely better. No, it's distant. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kenny Omega came out to celebrate with the Young Bucks after, and then we saw like a man in the entranceway. I thought it was Hangman. Like I thought it was very clearly Hangman, and everyone is just saying, like, don't know who it was. Who was it, guys? Do, do y'all have any idea? Did you notice this man at all? It was Stang, Jeremy. <laughs> it was Stang. 
I don't know. I didn't even see him. I was so my brother said Jim Ross. So I didn't. I was confused. Very serious. Jim Ross didn't know. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I missed that as well. I completely missed that. Oh my! You guys got to watch the product. <laughs> Jesus, he would, I don't know why the camera didn't shoot him. Like they did, like the wide shot. Like why wasn't there a camera right there? Uh, Evan Wright says Jurassic Express or Uno and Grayson take the titles. Now put them on a uh, John Silver and and somebody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't care which Dark Order members he teams with. Just give the belt to John Silver. Sure. That's who it should be. Uh, Elite deletion. Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara. They did some callbacks to... They did some callbacks to the past Matt Hardy matches with the fireworks shooting off and things like that. Shane Helms made an appearance. Gangrel made an appearance. I did like the Gangrel appearance. They got into like the little Hardy garage area. They... Did the the spear spot through a table, which was, you know, the callback from All Out when Hardy did not suffer a concussion. He just turned very purple and was unconscious. Uh, they, they did the callback to Matt hitting Sammy with the chair, which is a callback from Sammy hitting Matt with the chair. And then they did the kind of concerto on the concrete, which was uh, Orton, how he took Matt off of WWE television. Joseph, I know you're dying to talk about this match. What do you got? Thanks a bunch, Jeremy. <laughs> Look, I don't want to be – I saw people – somebody enjoyed this. If you take the variety show approach, then I will willingly just say this is not for me, right? Like a lot of the stuff on the show was for me. This was not. I thought it was painfully long. I thought it was just sort of – I mean, callbacks are one thing, but I just found it to be aimless. And the end – the finish of it makes it even more sense. I have no idea what was achieved. Matt won that match where he nearly died. He won. I know, I know we all react as we did, right? So, but he won the match. Sammy fell and lost the match. What was, the, what was achieved here? Now he's just killed him. I don't understand. I don't care. I'm not going to be mean. God bless Matt Hardy. I hope he had fun doing this. And I think his audience liked it very much. I'm glad that he took this path rather than doing like full-on stunts in a live setting. So whatever, man. I you know, Good on anyone that enjoyed it. I didn't. Gary, your thoughts? As a standalone thing where nothing else outside of it matters, I enjoyed it. I don't know what's next for Sammy Guevara, um, if anything. <laughs> uh, but th- the main thing for me, you know, the high point, of course, was seeing Gangrel and Hurricane, and then even Gregory Helms, journalist Gregory Helms was great. But I got really taken out of it when, and I know why they did it storyline-wise, but when they went back to the not a concussion, because... Just forget about it. Don't have it ever mentioned on TV ever again because you made a bit of a mess of it when you did mention it in any way. Uh, I, I think that was a horrible 
you know, segment and it just killed everything for me. Having that there, having Sammy Guevara sell it the way he did as well, which was very similar to Matt Hardy, you know, not being concussed. Um, it, it just it didn't work for me. Overall, you know, the match was decent. It had nice wee kind of spots. And again, I think Matt Hardy fans are going to absolutely love it. Cinematic match fans are going to absolutely love it. I'm not sure I did. <laughs> uh, you know the uh, the movie poster deal where you put like Creek reviews? <laughs> I would like someone to quote Gary's full like, opening where he, I believe the exact line was like, if you take away all fault logic and structures this thing, I thought it was great. And my highlights were Gangrel and Hurricane Hills. I would like that on a poster. Someone photoshop that for me. That sums up where I'm at. I'm fine with that. I agree with everything. Yes, true. <laughs> Uh, we did have Private Party and Proud and Powerful come in, and they just wrestled a match in the woods in a ring in the, in the woods. <laughs> I don't know why, but that happened. It was fine. Uh, too long. It was too long. I don't know why Matt Hardy had to win. This was a love letter to their cursed feud. That's what this was. Um, Sammy Guevara is dead. R.I.P. Sammy Guevara is taken out by Senior Benjamin. What can you do? Yes, I mean we assume, you know, in fear of. Um... Lucha Bros. Oh, should I read? The, I'm going to read the scene. Yeah, read it. Sorry. Lucha Bros should be built up to challenge the tag titles, but they are teasing a split. Carlos says, that's interesting. I don't know why they put the rematch. I don't know what the logic is to that. I don't know if they've explained it. I pro- They probably have. I've missed it. But I agree. The Lucha Bros have like crossover appeal to me because they look so cool. You know, like I could see a kid finding them to just be awesome because Pentagon does the funny walk thing and Phoenix is awesome at wrestling. Right? That's what they do. So I, I'm with you. Uh, what was it about? Matt Hardy. Yes. This was good. That was what I was going to say, Jeremy. I forget. I don't know who cares. That is Move that on. your final opinion? It was good? I don't know. This was going to go. Do we assume Sammy's going to turn babyface with MJF and all that stuff, right? That's what they're doing. Yeah. Right? That's what it seems like they're setting up. Is that what you think, Gary? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really know. I wouldn't want to put money on it either way. But if I was to guess, I think it's going to lead to maybe Sammy not being part of Inner Circle anymore and maybe going the babyface route. I don't care. Stick him under a Serpentico mask and add him to a Chaos Project and we'll be good to go. Oh my God. Sir, two Serpenticos and Luther? It's over. Yep. It's over <laughs> for the rest of AEW. <laughs> Japanese deathmatch legend, original death dealer, Luther? Yeah, that's a wrap. And two How fired up do you think the Japanese deathmatch legend got during our main event tonight? I mean, I will get <laughs> I to saw it. But... Him. I saw him in the in the front row, and I was like, why isn't he in this match? What are we doing? That's what we just want. done a run-in. Just done a run-in and held up a distraction yeah. sign and got out of there. It would have been amazing. Or just bladed while standing in the crowd. Yeah. Just no action in the match. Just bladed while standing in the crowd for fun. <laughs> yeah, that would have fit in, to be honest. But yes, that's fine. Uh, we had another suit. You want to read this one, Joseph? No. Okay. <laughs> Raxa says, honestly, they should just get rid of the rankings. They don't follow them half the time. Hi, Brian Cage. Nobody better. And it's just the kind of restrictive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I gave up on the rankings a long time ago. I gave up on my own rankings because they gave up on their rankings is uh, how bad it got. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those deals where it's a philosophical thing, right? If you, if you look at it as, oh, that's how boxing MMA rankings work. I would say I agree. Personally, I would not try to base my rankings off those two sports when I look at it. But I get it. Like, I understand it. I just wish, I wish, like, Excalibur would just once say, the rankings are a guide. Tony Khan is trying to book the most appealing matches possible. And that would explain stuff like Eddie and Mox. But it doesn't bother me. But I agree if it went tomorrow, I would not care at all. Right? 
Uh, Jake Roberts and Lance Archer promo. Lance Archer is tossing fools as he does. I thought Lance Archer cut a really good promo here. Yes, Jake definitely um, wrote that promo. One hundred percent, Jake wrote everywhere that promo. But Lance did a very good job of it, I would say. I guess Lance is uh, he's coming for the title now. Chris Jericho, MJF. If MJF wins, he gets to join the inner circle. Look, I'm not gonna lie. I was fading during this match. I, I was really fading. Gary, you said you were fading. It was kind of slow. Never felt like it got into into a next gear. I love the finish. I thought the finish was very clever. Of uh, Jericho had the bat. MJF flipped him off, dropped down. Referee Aubrey Edwards turned around. Jericho's like, ah, it wasn't me. Uh, got rolled up. MJF wins. Nice little tribute to Eddie Guerrero there. MJF's in the inner circle. Gary. Yeah, so this match I was definitely fading. Uh, I watched maybe the first five minutes, saw the, you know, go out of the ring bit. I can't remember what this was a callback to. It was a callback to something. The camera with the middle finger in front of the camera. I remember Steve Austin being on the ground, getting the same spot done. Don't remember what it was, but yeah, I seen that, saw them go back in the ring and went, this is going to go a bit longer. So I went to the toilet, went to get another beer, and then came back and still saw too much of the match. Um, I didn't hate it. It wasn't an awful match by any means. And I do think the outcome was correct. The one thing that I'll say, and I know he wasn't a complete baby face because this was essentially lovable heel versus lovable heel. Um, but it was odd to see Jericho working kind of like a baby face for the first time in several years. Uh, but for me, yeah, the match kind of didn't matter it was more where we go next for this one the opposite of the Matt Hardy Sammy Guevara match um it's where we go next and I'm kind of excited to see MJF as part of Inner Circle and how that all goes Joseph guys you are currently making a naive brand play okay because I am not an expert but am I correct in saying that the MJF is a fan of the Fightful audio content regarding AEW is this true or not Jeremy because I've seen him tweet some stuff yeah, he's commented on the Wednesday shows. I don't know if he actually listens to it, but he's commented on the Wednesday shows. Well, with that in mind, it's time to take a swing. I thought this was the absolute match tonight. I, I love every minute of it. MJF looked terrific. If he would like to share any of my features, that'd be much appreciated. So, you know, I don't know what anyone else saw. I thought it was great. No, look, you know, I thought it was fine. I had no issue with it. I mean, I, you know, would I have shaved a couple minutes of it? Yes, ideally, I would have. But it was, it was good. I, I thought. They had a sound, logical wrestling match with a very good finish. I have no complaints. I thought it was the perfect lead-in to the main event because they had a, a match that kind of worked for both of those characters without overextending and hurting the follow-up. So I have no complaints and would like to have a positive tweet sent to me by MJF. <laughs> he's going to bury you for your accent. That's what he does. He, he I don't yeah. think he's a fan of accents. That's fine. I mean, I, I, I won't be mean to the MJF. If he's mean to me, I'll take it. I'll retweet it try and get some sort of brand sort of, you know, positivity out of it, but nothing more. He charges for interviews. Has MJF charged you for an interview, Gary? I have never spoken to MJF, sadly. I know that he went to uh, someone I used to work with's apartment to be interviewed and broke about three of their ornaments. Just for <laughs> fun. Um, but no, I've never interviewed them, sadly. So he, char- he tried to charge me for an interview last year, and I was like, <laughs> I had- what do you want me to do here? You get paid more than I do, pal. You should be paying me for this interview. Hang on a second. Was that when he was working at MLW? Because if so, I think you need to compare wages on that one. <laughs> no, it was, it was AEW. It was at the uh, the StarCast. Uh, okay. Sorry, Colt. 
Sorry, Colt. <laughs> Nothing but love, brother. Major League, we're coming. Uh, we had a super chat from Anthony down under. Super chat for an enjoyable trio here. Thank you, Anthony. Where are they? Where are the enjoyable trio? What are you doing in here? Wow. <laughs> we should do this more often, guys. We shouldn't even wait for a baby. Just Saturday night, we just sort of pop in here and talk about Eddie Kingston. We should do it more often. Uh, reminder, guys, you can leave a super chat. Got your questions, statement, comment, right on air. Easy for me to say. Um, MJF is in the inner circle now. We kind of talked about it with maybe Guevara ends up turning here. What do we? We know this is what Jericho wanted. He's he's told the story a million times of when he's pitching the inner circle. He wanted MJF. Tony Khan said, "No, nope, I've got other plans for MJF." Here we are, a year later. MJF is in the inner circle. Where do we think this is going, Gary? I have no idea. Um, I, I do think we might see a little a little bit more between MJF and Jericho, maybe a bit of a power struggle, not quite Bullet Club-esque, but, um, but some kind of power struggle. Uh, probably more steak dinners than Bullet Club would ever have. Uh, like Buffet Club, maybe. Um, but yeah, for me, I think it would probably be... I would see some kind of split. I think Sammy Guevara would be the logical choice to remove. Um, I mean... I would prefer they remove Jake Hager from the situation, but that's just me. Um, no, I, I think uh, I think maybe we see Guevara move, or maybe we see some kind of power struggle. But I've no idea. I just think this was necessary because I like inner circle. I think it wasn't getting stale. That's maybe a bit of a you know an overstatement. But for me, it needed a little bit of a shake up, and this might be the way to do that. Just one. I'm very interested in the the um, the reaction of our proud and powerful friends. That's what I'm interested yeah. in. I think that I mean, I love the thing they've been doing recently, where they've kind of um, splits the wrong word, but they've distanced Santana and Ortiz on the matter, right? And, and you've seen kind of their different personalities, which Impact always did very well when they were there. So, what everyone that watches our show, which is now this show, um, knows Jeremy that I I'm all in on the doing the deal where. Eddie is linked back with Santana and Ortiz. And this to me feels like, because now with Jericho and MJF together, this group couldn't be less sort of like, it couldn't encapsulate what those guys stand for less to me. Right. So I'm interested in where that goes. Um, And yes, Jake Hager will be there. (laughs) Um, I I think with Jericho, and MJF, you've got it. You've got to get proud and powerful out of there. I think MJF is a good spark for Inner Circle, though. Though to to just give them something because I feel like they've lost their way big time since Jericho lost the title, and then like, they keep beating Sammy. I can't remember a, a win Sammy Guevara has a meaningful win. Same with like Proud and Powerful. These guys are just a bunch of losers, honestly. At least MJF's there. He, he's a he's a winner of some sorts. Jim Ross, by the way. He was out of it on this match. I think all of these guys were out of it on this match. Jericho, his arm, his arm is hurting, and MJF puts him in his little salt of the earth armbar thing, and they're just like, eh, he's got him in the armbar. Like, this is the story of the match, guys. What are we doing here? I feel like they were like us as they watched that Elite Deletion match, and then they were just like, uh, ah, now it's time for something different, and we got to try to perk back up for this match. Well, that, I think that was the thing, not only the commentary, but for me, I don't know why they left the crowd noise on during the Elite Deletion, but definitely the, the commentary that, you know, followed in the Jericho match was off. But I think JR is often a little bit off. Uh, for me, I think that the, the really interesting part of the Inner Circle going forward, I think, might actually be Wardlow being part of it. That's something I find really interesting because I think every time I see that guy, he impresses me more and more. 
And it's at that point where I got to this point, like before with the Iconics and WWE, where I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they've not just been like those up and comers that are doing okay all the time. Maybe they're actually good. And I think I've got to that point now with Wardlow where I'm like, oh no, wait, he is actually good. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what part he plays. Well, I hope your hit ratio is better this time because the Iconics one was certainly a miss, unfortunately. <laughs> but I, I, um, I'm with you. I love Wardlow. Um, it's it's interesting. I just I sometimes with the Jericho stuff, I just fear that he's going to like sort of you know get caught in his mind maps and start plotting these sorts of elaborate plans, and eventually it has to end up in a match, as we saw tonight, right? And I like the match, but at the end of the day, it was a match between two heels in which I was sort of sitting there waiting for the main event. So it's a balance. I hope they don't get carried away over the next three and a half months until the pay per view doing song and dance routines. That's all. Uh, Jacko did bust out a Frankensteiner on this thing, so so bless him for that. He's a couple days away from fifty doing Frankensteiners. Uh, Maybe he'll be outside the key demographic. He will. He will. MJF is inspired by Ricochet on Raw for that finish. Uh, Ricochet sold it better. He, he sold yeah. not getting hit better than uh, MJF. So work on that, MJF, if you're listening. How dare you talk to MJF like that on this podcast? That's very disrespectful. I would never agree. There's no need to sell because it is not an actual blow, Jeremy. You should know that. MJF knows that because he thinks about this business and he loves it very much. <laughs> uh, we have the backstage segment between uh, Orange Cassidy, best friends, Kip Sabian, Penelope Ford, Miro, Tobias Harris. Tobias, you want to talk about Tobias Harris, Joseph? Nope. Pass. <laughs> Uh, this is a thing that's happening, I guess, on Dynamite. Let's go to the main event here. Jonathan Moxley, Edward Kingston, I quit match. We figured these guys are just going to beat the hell out of each other. And and that's what they did. I'm pretty sure they bled on the way to the ring, like Goldberg style here in this thing. Uh, we had barbed wire. We had thumbtacks. We had rubbing alcohol in this match. And the finish came where Moxley used the bulldog choke with uh, barbed wire and... Eddie Kingston allegedly said I quit. I didn't hear it, but allegedly said I quit. Joseph. So I don't I've not seen any of the response to this match. So I don't know if like I'm about to make myself an absolute fool here, live on air while MJF listens. But I loved this match. Is this a hot take, guys, before I go any further? Stop me before I before I damage the brand. Hot take or not? I really liked it. I wouldn't say love, but I really okay. liked it. Jeremy, what are you saying? I I don't think that's a hot take. I thought okay, good. it was a great match. Let me go then, folks. Here we go. <laughs> um, I, I remember talking to someone about this match and saying, this is a weird thing to say when you're excited about something, but I, I never thought this match would be exciting. I thought it would be brutal and dramatic. And when I say dramatic, I don't mean, you know, let's find the camera and tell them this is dramatic. I mean, it's dramatic in the way that these guys are going about their business. The opening of this match was like was like a major boxing fight. Seconds out, bang, and away they go. Kingston coming out and just unleashing everything in his arsenal straight away was so perfect for that moment. He was listen, when those guys throw strikes, there's a there's a gap there in how hard they hit each other. Eddie is now in poor John and he's he headbutted him, he was biting him. Kingston is the master of wrestling in a way that fits his character. Right? And like people can sometimes, you know, I've seen takes about it, like Oh, and then the bell rang. It's like, no, it would make no sense for Eddie Kingston to run an arm drag sequence like he's Ricky Steamboat, right? Like he he wrestles exactly to character. I think what you got here was an Eddie Kingston babyface turn. I'm pretty sure of that. It may not happen like complete itself on Wednesday. I think you're going to get there before long. But um, 
I love the match. I love the finish because it was it was subtle, which it had to be. It would have been dumb if after all that brutality, we did a big dramatic, I quit, I quit. Like, it wouldn't have fit any. It was a begrudging, I'm about to die, I quit. Bryce is begging me, it's done. And I thought that was beautiful. I loved the match. Okay. I really liked it. It was the best CZW match I've saw all year. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually thought it was a really enjoyable match. It is one of those ones that I always find them a little bit uncomfortable to watch because I'm not that much into, you know, the, the more hardcore stuff. I felt really bad for Renee Young for the entirety of it because of how hard Eddie Kingston hits. For me, he is, you know, we talk about wrestling in an age where everyone knows it's a work, at least for the most part. Eddie Kingston makes it feel real. For me, he is one guy that promos and ring stuff. He makes it feel real. Uh, I thought this match was really good. A lot of, you know, little intricate stories being told as much as you can tell them in a match that's just two guys knocking lumps out of each other. Uh, but for me, the only low point was Eddie Kingston's ring attire. Um, I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, it looked like a Power Ranger, kind of. Uh, I, I didn't really get it. Um, but Gary, gotta, this leads us, this leads, sorry to cut you off, but this leads us into our super chat. You got to learn the business, Gary. <laughs> Evan Wright says, Kingston out in a Tracy Smothers shirt and Masawa colors. That's oh, it was Masawa interview. colors. Masawa. Okay, I didn't, I, I, right. Right, being the ref meant a lot, knowing uh, him and Eddie's friendship, the little things. Distraction contributor, Ed, Evan Wright, setting you straight there, Gary. Yeah, okay, right, so the Tracy shirt, I need to say, I had no flags on whatsoever anyway, because I, I absolutely loved that, uh, but yeah, I completely missed it, it was Misawa Colors. <laughs> I retract my statement, Eddie Kingston's gear was fantastic, uh, much like the match was, but yeah, for me it was, you know, the alcohol spot, I would compare it to like, in WWE, the Randy Orton, um, you know, and uh, you know, it's been done since also with Sami Zayn, the stuff where you put something through Jeff Hardy's ear, it's one of those spots where you know it's not actually causing any pain whatsoever because I would have no doubt it wasn't alcohol that was in the bottle, but it's such an effective spot when you see it you know, presented to you. And I just think it was a good match and the kind of match where I said it beforehand, an I quit match normally leaves someone looking weak. This one definitely wasn't going to. A lot of people came back to me and said, well, Roman Reigns, Jey Uso didn't make any of them look weak. And I'm like, it didn't, but this was a completely different kettle of fish than that because this one wasn't as predictable, although a lot of people might have thought Moxley was definitely winning. For me, I didn't think it was as predictable. Thought it was a really, really good match for what it was, really good main event. And man, Moxley's uh, been put over big in AEW. I've no idea who takes the title off him because obviously it's Archer and Omega next. Uh, yeah, who knows if Kingston gets another shot, but I think... We might have definitely seen that subtle Kingston face turn uh, that Joe mentioned as well. I think that might be something. And that would be interesting to see in terms of the dynamics of the faction. If Pac comes back at some point, yeah, opens up a lot of roads to go down. I just left the Boo Gary super chat up during the entire time. <laughs> I appreciated it. It, it killed my self-esteem while I was trying to break that down. But I just imagine you were getting booed the entire time you were talking right there. <laughs> Uh, I thought the match was great. It had the right amount of, of brutality for me. We talked about this on, on Thursday, Joseph. Of, you know, were they going to do like spots? You know, were they going to do like the table stuff? Like really the only spot they kind of set up was the, the chair suplex. Otherwise, it wasn't a lot of waiting around. You know, let's set up this little gimmick here and then uh, put 
put him through it or anything like that. Right amount of brutality. They didn't have the mic at all. So it wasn't, you know, we didn't have the whole ask them, ask them, ask them stuff. It was just, you know, they kind of said it a little bit, but it wasn't shoved the mic into their face. So I thought the match was great. I was disappointed Eddie lost. I think a lot of people, uh, Joseph, I know especially, but myself as well, we're big invested in the Eddie Kingston winning this title. Didn't happen. Probably the right call. I still think they could have done it. They could have made the audible and made it work. But I understand not taking the title off of Moxley in this situation. I just, I mean, I've mentioned it on the show, but this this match reinforced it for me. I just think with the story they're telling with that character, it would be a shame for him to win the big one as a heel. Like I just, I maybe it's optimism on my part, but I just feel like when that moment happens, and I'm saying when, not even, I'm saying when. Him as a babyface winning the title will be like it will be their equivalent of Foley winning the title on Raw. Imagine Eddie Kingston beating a Kenny Omega in like a shock upset on a dynamite for the title. Like it would be an incredible moment. And I think with the story they've told with his mother and all the trials and tribulations, the people he's lost, I just think that's the play. So I mean, even you know, beyond Omega, like imagine an MJF as heel champ with Eddie Kingston chasing him. That's to me where the money really is with Eddie. Like this has been great, this heel stuff. The promos and that would be fantastic. Because yeah. they're they're a perfect contrast. Like it would it would be it'd be wonderful. So Eddie's a great heel, but people love him and they've connected with him. So before long, I think that's the direction to take here. Uh Gary, you mentioned Pac. Uh Tony Khan said in the media presser that just stay tuned on him. So who knows when he's going to come back? Tony Khan doesn't have anything. End of end of the show, we had a Moxley and Omega confrontation their next pay-per-view is not until february can they hold off until february to do this match gary i hope not (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i I think if you're to go almost four months with no title defense it wouldn't make sense but i guess i think archer's still got a lance archer's still got a title match pending has he he lost on the anniversary show. I don't know why Lance oh, Archer yeah. just wants another title shot. He lost. Back of the yeah. line. Back of the rankings. I actually forgot completely about that match. Um, but yeah, so if, if it's only Kenny Omega, uh, I don't think you can hold off until February, the end of February at that, unless we have something in between. But if we have something in between, we then kind of know that Moxley's going to win because we've got the setup there for Moxley Omega. No, I think we should maybe do this on a random special dynamite in December at some point and, you know, maybe have one of those, the, the things we've got so used to this year where you've got an episode of Dynamite or a tele, you know, a weekly television show that isn't actually the weekly show and it's got some fancy name. Maybe we get that. Maybe in January we get Bash at the Beach again. Who knows? But Tony yeah, Khan, some, something like that. Tony Khan said in the media scrum, they're doing a, a special in January. They're calling it Beach Break. So I guess that's a shout to Orange Cassidy. Uh, I don't know if they had the Bash at the Beach trademark. That might be a, a trademark yeah. thing again. Nah, so, yeah, that would make sense. Uh, but yeah, they are doing a Dynamite special in January. Maybe we get Omox, uh, Omoxley, Omega <laughs> and Moxley at that show. I mean, it's worth noting that two months ago, none of us would have predicted this as the full game main event. So... Things can change very rapidly. Now, granted, none of the other guys are going to... There was a reason that happened with this particular match, right, with the promos and stuff. I get that. But it, it could go in a million more ways. I just... I'm intrigued by the idea of doing a beach-themed event in January. But I, I'll <laughs> leave that to Tony. 
They did it last was that in January? Yeah. That wasn't this year, Jeremy, was it? <laughs> it was. Yep. It was on Jericho's cruise, which I believe, I don't know if his cruise has been cancelled yet. <laughs> you don't January. know, it's definitely not been cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to play the babyface card there. Like, oh, I have no idea if it's been cancelled or not <laughs> yet. <laughs> uh, Evan Wright says, best pay-per-view of the year. That's the hill I'm on. What... I don't know best pay-per-view of the year. My memory is not that good, but Joseph overall thoughts on the pay-per-view best pay-per-view. I'd have to think, I mean, it's the one I enjoyed the most because it had the main event I was most invested in. I love the undercard for the most part. So it was my favorite. So I guess to me it is the best, right? I mean, I, I love the show. I think other than the, the deletion deal going a little long, it was as well paced as any pay-per-view they've done. I always sympathize with them when someone like me, a cynic like myself, Jeremy comes on here and says, oh, it's too long. I watch all this wrestling. I understand, right? They're asking for pay-per-view price. And if the biggest criticism of an AEW show is they tried too hard, I think that's a pretty good pretty good place to be. That I don't even have that criticism of the show. I thought it was a perfect example of them doing the variety show approach. Well, there was something for everyone. No complaints whatsoever from me. I thought it was great. Gary? I didn't realise that it was going as long until we were in the final hour. So I think that says a lot for the event. You know, uh, for me, I don't mind them going too long. It's annoying because it's almost 6am here, but I don't mind them going too long because we only get these pay-per-views every three or four months. So it's not, you know, we're not getting the monthly and almost, you know, every three weeks pay-per-views that we get in WWE. I'm not sure if it's the event of the year for me. For me, I'm you know I'm going to contradict myself. But I really like the shorter events, <laughs> so for me, anything that lasts longer, you know, shorter than three hours, probably goes up there. I think there's been a lot of really good takeovers this year as well. This is definitely up there. It's probably top three, but I'm not sure it's pay per view of the year. But again, I'll look back on it and probably see the Omega uh, Page match, see the main event, and see the tag team match, and think what beats it. So you never know. I'll look back in December and probably agree. Uh, I don't know about pay-per-view of the year. Again, my memory is not that good. This pay-per-view did not feel as long as All Out. And I don't think it was as long as All Out. But this this pay-per-view definitely didn't. I would have flipped maybe like the Bucks and the Elite Deletion match. Because Elite Deletion followed by Jericho and MJF. That's when I was like really fading. Uh, Moxley and Eddie brought me back. but And then, you know, it was over. Nothing was really too long except those two elite deletion and, and moxley and mjf that's why them doing or not moxley jericho and mjf that's why doing them back to back didn't really work for me overall i thought this was a great pay-per-view though um you got three really good matches out of it like john silver and orange cassidy was a very good man great comedy match as well uh so there, there was some good stuff i like the nwa women's title match as well plenty of good matches on this show Jared says, uh, AW Revolution for a pay-per-view of the year. Yeah, seems that's a good shout. I mean, I, I've just pulled up. You know, the Wikipedia is always accurate, folks. And I, <laughs> I'm intrigued by the fact that Omega and Page was 16 minutes. Darby and Cody was 17. Jericho MJF, 16. Moxley, Eddie, 17. There was some kind of bet here made, I feel. I don't know, I don't know if everyone just kind of agree. I mean, when you look at that, it does lend credence to the idea that perhaps Chris could have brained it in a little bit with our friend MJF, who I would never criticise on this show. I've actually told sources say that uh, MJF wanted to go 12 minutes and 50 seconds, and Chris, you know, being Chris, he's like, oh, no, we've got to do an extra four minutes. Let me do the camera spot. You know, that whole deal. So 
I think in all seriousness, that's a credit to those guys. They didn't feel the need to do the 30-minute match. Right? I mean, yeah. I knew Moxley and Eddie would avoid that because I don't think Eddie Kingston's ever done a 20-minute match. He's <laughs> smarter than that. But, you know, the other the other fellas, I think I'm proud of them. I'm proud of Kenny Omega. I thought he was going to be out there for an hour tonight. He wasn't. He did a good, sharp effort. Everyone was good. I enjoyed the show. That was a great show. Uh, Gary, other people know where they can find you at. Yeah, simple as anything, because the at Gary Cassidy handle on Twitter has been stolen by someone with 20 followers. So everyone knows how to spell wrestling. It's just Wrestling Gary. And I, much like DDP, am a shameless self-promoter. So you literally only need to follow me on Twitter and you'll see all my stuff 500 times a day. So yeah, Wrestling Gary. And also, uh, if you're looking for articles, Inside the Ropes is where I write for. So, But I'll be sharing them on Twitter anyway. Joseph, before I throw to you for plugs, apparently there is an AEW-TEW game coming out, um, which this is what Tony Khan was talking about. I know they filed the trademarks on like Elite GM. That was something they filed, and people thought like that might be kind of a TEW-esque game. So, oh, my God. Here we go. We're ready to go. Jeremy's time. Get the, get, the, get the thumbnails ready. We've got serious today. Um, I need to do the plugs, don't I? Should I do some plugs now? Is that what I'm supposed yes. to do? Yes. You know, folks, this is, I mean, anyone that's still with us here after an hour, tough night, I say, so good luck to you. But this is a historic moment in many ways, I feel. This is a team. People don't know it's a team. But it's a team, right? And there's unit here. There's history here. I respect it. I appreciate it. I am on the Twitter, at Joe Holbert 5. That is the number five I tweet about. Eddie Kingston exclusively now. That's my new brand. Um, it doesn't do the numbers that Bailey did. So I may need to adjust on that. But it does well. It does okay. Um, I am not a good follow. But I sometimes, every once in a while, the guys can vouch you. I'll have a good one. So there you go. It's a risk worth taking in my view. Um, everyone, youtube.com slash Fightful. Subscribe. Leave us a thumbs up. Tap the bell for notifications. We appreciate everyone hanging out in the chat. Gary's doing great work over at Inside the Ropes Wrestling. Uh, everyone go go support Gary. I had a dream about Gary, and it lived up to all my expectations. <laughs> I, I didn't do this like 17 yeah. times to make you think the audio was bad. That was my, my one hope, but I forgot. It was very – look, I, I'm just going to say it. I had a dream that we had tech, a lot of technical issues <laughs> on this show for some reason. And usually that's why that's the reality with the show with Joseph. <laughs> I, have a, I have news based on this. I had a I had a nap this evening, yesterday evening. It's now six in the morning. That I was watching Full Gear, and Mox and Eddie went on in the middle of the show, and Braun Strowman did a run in, and I woke up <laughs> sweating bullets. It was one of the worst experiences. I'm not joking. This really happened to me. I don't know why. I don't know how the Braun Strowman entered my mind, but he did, and it was very scary. Never let that happen, please. Gary, do you have a Full Gear nap dream? Because Joseph has one where he freaked out about Moxley and Eddie. I had one where I freaked out about this show. Do you have one? I do not, but like I said before, uh, we actually got on there. I had a little nap, which I because I was absolutely knackered. I was working at 9 a.m. this morning in my other gig, and it's now 6 a.m., and I'm working again at 12. So I went for a nap while watching Little Nicky. So if anything I dreamed about, it was probably Adam Sandler and Little Nicky. <laughs> uh, guys, go to Fivefold.com. I'm on Twitter at Jeremy Lambert 88 uh, The Distraction, that's myself. That's Joseph Holbert. Uh, Tuesdays, what are we doing, Joseph? Knucklehead. Knucklehead starts yep. a big show on Tuesday, Thursday. We talk wrestling. We, we booked some Booty Pro Wrestling this past week. Apparently, we're going to have to start an AEW gaming series. Now, people are saying, Gary, you need to bring back the Twitch. So, you know, bring back yeah. the Twitch, Gary. 
I, I need to because if I if I don't bring back the Twitch, people will think I'm employed by WWE. So. <laughs> Guys, we appreciate everybody hanging out. We appreciate all the support, all the super chats and stuff. We will talk to you later on. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.